1: To another episode of "Is This Place Haunted?" <gasps> Hello,
2: Lauren. Hi. How you doing? I am good. So we're twelve hours apart, guys. So it's nighttime here, morning there. Mm-hmm. Um, her Lauren's up at seven on a Sunday. I know. God, it's
1: actually. I meant to tell you earlier. By the way, it's actually starting to get really cold here. Like it's it was freezing this morning. Oh, was it? Mm-hmm. And the cats and stuff were like that's why I was annoyed because the cats weren't on top of me.
0: And I was oh, feeling the chill. And here's me like <laughs> yeah. went
2: to the beach and like got a suntan, well <laughs> a slight burn.
1: <laughs> how are you finding? How are you finding New Zealand life? Oh my god, I love it! I'm loving it.
2: I'm looking forward to starting work. But. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> It's just so like, it's just so chill compared to the UK is the only way I could, like people from New Zealand are just much more chill. Hmm. Um. But everything is a lot more expensive. That's one thing I will say, but you get paid more. So I suppose it would work out. But um, yeah, it's been really good. I've got to eat a lot of fantastic food. I've got to meet amazing people. So yeah, I can't complain so far. I did have an episode of homesickness that you were mm-hmm. privy to. Mm -hmm. um but that was mainly because I thought I was staying in a nice hotel and it was actually breaking bad so (laughs) I survived it didn't tell the tale no I'll um maybe I I was gonna say maybe I should put it on Instagram for our for our listeners to see but I feel like that would be quite bad for the business of the person so I'm not gonna do that but um yes so yeah I am good um and to in the spirit of me being a new Kiwi, I've done haunted New Zealand this week. It's Amazing! Um, but before we get to ghosts, how's that? Yep. I was literally just going to say, have you have you watched the latest episode? Have I have. I've got to? a VPN <laughs> so I can watch. It. my God, because I, I could god. not. Because I was like, I'm not going to be able to watch like even Salt Lake. Let's say one. Oh my god, I I can't wait
1: for Salt Lake to start i'm Again, pretty sure yeah. it's, it's like is it like I'll, I'll check the date but yeah i think it's i'll be honest babes i think beverly hills is a load of shite i really do i'm starting to be like what's what is going on here like lisa renner is just like scraping the barrel of shit to drive the storyline forward and then all this nonsense with erica being like if you get me, I'm going to you know, Do you know what I mean? It's all just a bit contrived and nonsense. All over a
2: conga line. You're just like, what? <laughs> all of that, like, don't get me wrong. I'm still going to watch it every week, right? Mm. But that most recent oh episode, like, what was the punchline there? What was the story? Nothing really happened. They just spoke about stuff. Do
1: you know what I mean? And, like... Uh uh-huh. And I don't understand why. I, like Lisa Rena is obviously worried she's going to get sacked. I think personally, and obviously it's a good income being on Housewives. And you're just like you're literally just making shit up now, like to like her storming out of that party or whatever because that boring ass party because because Kathy threw a soccer or whatever when in the, like Kyle's house. You're just you know, like, as well. like
2: they made such a big deal of her being like, I want to try Kendall Jenner's tequila, and I was like. What's the problem here, Hans? Why are you this angry? I don't, know. I don't know. I think they're all just
1: mad menopausal, like out of control and like, but they stir up drama. Like somebody could be like sneeze during like Erica's singing song or whatever and it would be like, <gasps> like let's have five episodes based on this. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's just, do you know what they need? They're
2: dragging out the Erica thing as well. They're dragging
1: I it do, out. I do not care about it. Erica any like I don't care if she's in it or not anymore at all she's more fun when she's pissed she needs to just say sorry for all the money that her husband
2: stole from those fucking
1: clients of his
2: again she, she's of- dependent on the income from housewives and if she just said okay I'll be a good person and give it up what storyline would you have to keep her on the show I don't know but the
1: people would like you know notice at the beginning of the series people were kind of warming to erica again because Mm -hmm. she was more relaxed and she was like and she wasn't being such an arsehole but this whole like teaming up with Rena and being like i'm not kidding kathy hilton is so is so wealthy i would i would honestly just like put up with any behavior just for a laugh and (laughs) stuff like that like see if i'd be playing the next day I would have been like wasn't Kathy mental last night like having a conga line and then she threw her shoes at you like oh my god she's crazy I wouldn't be pure like
2: greeting on the plane and stuff like yeah. that do you know what I mean but I feel like um, that's the difference between like a Beverly anyway, Hills night out and a Us night out because like if that happened to us night so you'd be like what the fuck were you doing throwing your shoes at me I know <laughs> what the fuck were you doing you're like what are you she's doing let's go get a McDonald's <laughs> yeah <laughs> So yeah. I agree. I, I I think Salt Lake, where it's at, I think that's going to be the new
1: one. I've, I've, I have I've was like, why are people not talking about Salt Lake? Because I've been watching no. it for quite a while. You know me, OG. And um, I, I don't understand because it's got the right amount of characters, the right amount of drama, the right amount of... And they're also friends. Like they're mm-hmm. actually... They do know each other. Whereas Beverly Hills is just like, I don't really... And why... Do you follow Kyle online? Yeah. On t- Twitter or anything? I follow her on Instagram. Why does she keep trying to get... Oh, like she's always trying to reintroduce Teddy Mellencamp back into oh, the book. Oh, is she? Stop or, trying or, to make like, it happen. The- I know, she's so boring. And it's like, that just proves to you, okay, that's obviously one of her genuine friends, but Teddy just didn't have doesn't have any on-screen charisma. She she's just that. like a little
2: accolade stick to being a coach so, it's is where your, it's at. do you know who is my favorite on salt lake heather
1: oh i love heather gay Heather, love she's her so funny. she i love her as well like i
2: can't like she's it's like, so my brave favorite. to like leave your church as well like mm-hmm. to do what she's to do what she's done mm-hmm. power to her
1: she's also got great business acumen obviously as well i think her business 100%. is doing really well um, I love all the characters. I'm not a massive fan of
2: Mary. Me neither. As such, she's my least favourite. I think- actually not a fan of Jen Shah either. Oh well,
1: no. I think she's a psychopath, and she did. She 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 has pleaded guilty to all the stuff that's been mm. going on or whatever. So she obviously loves ripping off people as well. But she is the right amount of crazy for that type of show like the drama like the she's batshit and stuff she's batshit she is batshit but
2: I, I enjoy watching her type of batshit do you know what i mean well she's I, like I, a I, woman. she annoys me but i suppose that's what makes the show addictive she really annoys me i'm like in season one i was like why are you blaming everyone else for your behavior it really bugged me but also i kept watching it so obviously they're they're hooking mend with something mm, oh yeah i really like it's, meredith it... i really like meredith I
1: like Meredith as well. Um, I'm not so i f- I've said that about um what's his name? Her son Brooks. I'm oh, not a fan not of a him. Fan. At all. No, I'm not into him at all. And I think she- but I don't really get her relationship with her husband at all. I think it's quite obscure. Have you got to Lisa's Lisa Barlow's hot mic moment yet? No. Oh my god. That caused a bit of a storm. Well, we could discuss it got- next week. Yeah, yeah, I'll watch it. uh, I sorry,
2: let's sorry. I went on and on about housewives. It's because I've got literally no one else
1: to talk to about housewives
2: now. Oh, I know, gal, you're reaching the buyer. I am so glad I've got a VPN and can watch it now because that was tragic. When I thought I couldn't, I know, know. absolutely tragic.
1: What else? What else have you been up to that's not been New Zealand or housewives related? (laughs) Nothing. Right, it's my life. Excellent.
2: What have I been up to? <laughs> just exploring New Zealand. um Yeah, it's been really good. Loving life, and that's pretty much it. I've been with my mom and dad like every day. Oh, do they miss you? <laughs> It'd be funny if they're like, not. I think <laughs> my mom. Said, my mom said they do, but also the minute I left, she's turned my bedroom into her wardrobe. So <laughs> I don't know, like. They're like, We missed you, but just not having you in the house. (laughs) Savages.
1: Bye, huh. She's like, right, I've got somewhere to put
2: kimonos babe. (laughs) Bye. So Savages they are.
1: Oh. I thought you were gonna like say she turned it into a gym or whatever immediately. (laughs) That is my (laughs) gym.
2: Well, she she would probably do that, but she prefers clothes vibe. Good show. Um So Any yeah, road. this week I'm doing um, <clears throat> Haunted New Zealand. <gasps> Can't wait. As a side note, oh my god, there are so many spooky haunted places in New Zealand that I was like planning to do a couple in this episode. I literally like could have gone on and on and on and I physically couldn't so... I've done a couple of things to talk about this week, but I was wondering whether this may become like a little haunted mini-series of like haunted New Zealand, spooky New Zealand. Mm. Um, but I feel like I have to pay homage to my new home mm-hmm. at the moment. Uh, but New Zealand's kind of similar to Scotland in that like it's super old. So it's got loads of old haunted places. It's wild. Mm-hmm. Um So first I'm going to be speaking about a, a kind of it's not really a haunted region. Well, it probably is. I just couldn't find any like specific stories. But mm-hmm. it's um, a kind of derelict area in New Zealand. Um, and then I'm going to speak about uh, an abandoned psychiatric hospital that's south of me in Auckland. So I'm going to speak about mm-hmm. that this week. But there are so many places that I could have covered. Like there was just so much. Have you ever heard of any ghosts in New Zealand?
1: I- I'll be honest with you the only <laughs> the only reference to New Zealand I really have apart from like is like is Sam Neil not from New Zealand or is he Australian yeah, I, I, oh, I do not know. um
2: Maybe.
1: but like the pianist not the pianist the piano so Naked Harvey Kytel and where there's another f- news and Ze- oh and something to do with I don't know anything about New Zealand, basically. Um, I, I sure. love Jacinda Arden, though. Yes, um, so do I. But do you yes, know what? So do you
2: She's not- losing popularity here. Why? Since, I know. Uh, I th- I, so I was from speaking to a few Kiwis. They said that, like, she was very popular and, like, a landslide winner in the previous election. But here there's, like, been a few policies that she said she was going to address and hasn't. And it's been to do with, like, children who are you know, in poverty and there's more, much more homeless people than there once was and they're not really seeing enough action. So she's kind of lost a bit of popularity. I think she'll still win from what people are saying. Yeah. But like they're saying in the grand scheme of things, would we take Jacinda over, like, any other world leaders? Any yeah, we one. probably would. Um, but I think it's quite similar to, like, from the outside, like, looking in, a lot of people think Nicola Surgeon's is a fantastic politician, but she gets a lot of hate. Oh, yeah, she does. You know, so I think it's... Women in politics, basically, is my answer. Sexist as fuck.
1: Well, I was surprised because Justin Trudeau is actually not that popular in Canada. Yeah, he's, like... he. It was the same scenario with him. I was quite surprised that he was in Canada. I thought he was just, like, adored for being a babe, but... Oh, my God, he's so you know, so But women in politics, agree. But also, hot men who are nice should be you know look at the pure state of our westminster government i mean literally by the way, did you see the mini budget that came out
2: pay, <laughs> I I least, heard, i've heard, i was yes. like
1: i was like is this a joke but my friend made a really good um sorry not to sidetrack for a second but my friend made a really good point about it she said that well we've got fuck all else we're not in a single market we've not got any we've got basically got nothing going for us so the only way that you can increase revenue is getting tourism and stuff so that's why they've targeted well apart from helping their friends out they've like focused on areas that they can because we've got nothing else and they're like, it's like Brexit's it's, amazing though it's Brexit's really good but Brexit as everyone with half a brain predicted has decimated this country
2: well my sister's been banking like, yeah. obviously well you're in finance as well but my sister's been telling me about like all the tax changes that they've passed as well like higher earners and like um inheritance tax and all stuff like that they've changed it awesome. um I really hate them, but sexism, sexism in politics, right? If there was a headline that said Nicola Sturgeon got head under her desk in the Scottish Parliament and then she held mm-hmm. a party during lockdown, can you imagine the abuse she would get? She, would, she wouldn't she would be in
1: office. Like, but she Boris would, she Johnson would, she would, she was still to... running
2: our country with both of those things. And worse. It's just so, it's such a double standard, it really annoys me. Whether you like Nicola Sturgeon or not, there's such I a double standard wish, for women.
1: I, absolutely. I wish COVID had taken him. <laughs> but it blank me. I really wish he'd just slipped away. I mean, I honestly had my fingers crossed for it.
2: Because <laughs> he's a that. fucking scumbag. He's horrible. But then Liz, we've got Liz Truss in replacement and she's a fucking scumbag. Oh, she's a fucking scumbag.
1: Like actual dirt bag.
0: And she's um, like, well, just ignore
1: Scotland. But she won't last. She we'll won't just last. ignore them. She's quite. She is dangerous, though. I think. Um, and that quasi Corten guy is just, uh, whatever the fuck. Um, well, you know my opinions on, on that. So, or have I actually shouted down the phone at you but him? Um, no, I haven't. I'll send more today. Fabulous. Anyway, On I, that I, note, you yeah. you're making me
2: very happy that I'm not in the UK at the moment i know um, i i'm honestly getting ready for the riots seriously seriously i know <laughs> um well anyway if you ever need to or want to just come and live here we can all come and live here i'd love to i have to bring my cats though and my 100%. mum though, though. you can bring cats though on long flights i was looking oh. into it you can bring
1: your cats oh they're so cute oh, i don't, i don't think i could take, put my cats through a long whole flight do you know what i mean
2: yeah, unless like I, would- I won the lottery and I was rich and I could get you a private jet with like scratching posts and stuff.
1: Oh my god, I'd let I'd let that happen. Okay. Do you know what? I would just shit myself the whole time, like thinking they're either on the wrong plane or whatever. And oh no, no, I have to stay in Scotland through the right What if they
2: came on the plane with you though? What if you had a cat and lauren plane? Oh, that'd be fine. Okay, fine. I've got it. Sorry, then, guys. She's coming. <laughs> bye um so like I said New Zealand has so much history so much spooky places that came up when I was researching that maybe this could be like the first in a wee haunted little mini series but for now we'll focus on what I have researched for today I hope you guys like it as a disclaimer I've tried to google like and watch videos on how to pronounce a lot of these places so if I would pronounce it wrong just know I'm trying and I've Try to find the right way to pronounce it. Um, so this week I'm going to talk about what is called the Forgotten World Highway. So this is a state highway in the North Island of New Zealand, and it's incredibly remote and has a lot of spooky places on it. So I, I just read it and I was like, I have to talk about this. It's so cool. So, but this is more of a kind of interesting tidbit than a haunted part. But it was just super mm. cool. So. Um, it connects two towns called Stratford and Tamaranui. Again, I'm really trying my best, <laughs> my best, <clears throat> and it's about 90 miles or 150 kilometers for the Kiwis listening. And it's New Zealand's oldest oldest heritage trail, super remote, and it's named Forgotten World Highway because basically, so much of it's untouched by humans so people say going here is like what it would look like if you just discovered New Zealand for the first time before it was ever inhabited by humans it's completely filled with wildlife there's beautiful gorges and waterfalls and it goes around the coast oh gorgeous Um, gorgeous. so driving the length of this highway takes three hours so for those listening who are good at math we'd work out that that's quite slow for the distance for being 90 miles like if you were going to say like 60 miles an hour, that would only take you an hour and a half. But the reason mm-hmm. is because the road is going through such ragged countryside that it's basically impossible to drive fast there. Right. <clears throat> so it's quite undeveloped in terms of towns and stuff. Um, so I'm going to start from the south of this highway. So it starts at Stratford um, and it's actually side note named after Shakespeare's hometown, Stratford-upon-Avon. Which is in the West hmm. Midlands. Do you know a lot, right? I knew he was from there, but it blew, blew my mind that Shakespeare's from the Mid Midlands.
1: Oh yes. That's much bit. better than
2: being from down south. True. True. Um, so in this little town at the south, also I studied theatre
1: and drama at university, and I actually didn't know that. So <laughs> Thank you for
2: giving me that tidbit there about Shakespeare. Shakespeare! Shakespeare! You're welcome. Welcome. Thanks. So there's a little town here, and it's a little village called Taranaki. Well, actually, sorry, the region is called Taranaki, but I'm going to talk about a little, a smaller village. Um, and it's right on the west coast of the North Island, and it's surrounded by coastal bays, blue water, and in the middle there's a volcano called Mount Taranaki. And the village just kind of sits on the peak of this volcano that's surrounded by blue water. And uh, Taranaki was named by the Maori people, Um, although you're going to say shock to this. an English explorer James Cook, who the Cook Islands are named after, uh, wanting to call it Mount Egmont after the Earl of Egmont in England. I'm choosing to honour the native New Zealand people and call it Mount Taranaki, so I'm going to call it that here forward Except because they are. <clears throat> it sounds better they're the native people and english people colonizing places annoy me so anyway yeah so um interestingly so maori and you know the, the their mythology and beliefs are so interesting so um according to maori mythology taranaki the, the volcano once mm-hmm. resided bright bang in the middle of the north island instead of on the west coast and it was a group of new zealand volcanoes were all together and there was beautiful mountains all around them and they basically had a massive battle between each other and they think one volcano won and had great wounds on the side Um, and they attacked the volcano Taranaki and Taranaki had to flee Um, so he I'm saying he I, I think it's he in terms of pronouns, mm-hmm. don't be presumptuous So the Taranaki volcano headed westwards and other ones followed and it paused there for the while and um, because Taranaki became petrified from fear he stayed in the current location he is in. So whenever Taranaki is um, raining he's said to be crying for his lost love
1: Hmm. Mm
2: -hmm. and if um, a volcano nearby erupts it says to be a warning for Taranaki to never return to the middle of the island. So super interesting mythology. I thought I just had to mention. So interesting. Um, The culture here is so rich, and um, there's a big drive. I think recently for like really embracing that Maori culture, and it's it's really interesting. I love it. Um, i'm actually gonna i'm actually gonna start like reading about new zealand after this episode
1: because it's like i'm ashamed that i don't know more about the country know, other than too. i'm like i, I think sam Niels from new zealand
2: literally like i know about maori culture yeah um so in this region and i've kind of just stuck with this region for now because there was so much to cover that i could have talked for hours and hours so there's actually a ghost town in this region and it's called Tangarakau. Um, Mm. so basically it peaked in 1929 because it was it had settlers who were constructing a nearby railway that was getting built so the town was absolutely thriving when all these workers came to build this new railway that was needed, 1929 was absolutely booming and the railway actually goes the same route as the Forgotten World Highway highway. so Mm it was absolutely booming. people lived there who were building the railway um, but then the progress was kind of slowed by World War One, and the terrain to build the, the railway was super difficult and they were doing it manually like these people were using pick axes and shovels to dig out the New Zealand countryside and the conditions were apparently atrocious. So there's mm-hmm. probably been a lot of deaths there <clears throat> and anyway it's um, settled in these beautiful green hills, and the name Tangaraku is Maori for the place of big shelter, and that's mm. thought because it is surrounded by these beautiful green hills. And there's a gorgeous river. It's called the Wanganui. Again, I'm really trying to pronounce this right. <laughs> Wanganui. Well, straight. and I looked at the river, and it is gorgeous. It's like misty, almost looks like jungly rainforest, and you can go like kayaking down it. Stunning. no wonder they keep filming lord of the rings there eh literally so like i said the town was thriving when the railway was um getting built but when the railway was actually commissioned there was no need for workers in that area anymore and Mm -hmm. literally overnight we came a ghost town so nowadays there's only 10 residents there and they run a beekeeping farm oh that's so cute and they run a kind of there's there's a a camp bushlands campground there that if you're a traveler or tourist you can stay and go exploring when you enter the town it's got like a kind of arch gateway and it has some goat skins hanging all around it wild it's like go back in time so when i was researching this i came across a really tragic recent story so in may of this year uh, a body of a british-born man named adrian Humphreys was found in the remote bushland campground in the ghost town this year so he lived in Rotorua, which is a, a town kind of southeast of here. Mm-hmm. And he was a legalised New Zealand citizen. He worked as um, an anaesthetic technician. But at home, he was from Shropshire, and he'd served in the RAF and everything. <clears throat> and he travelled around New Zealand in his camper van. Um, bless him, he was 57. And he took himself from Rotorua over to Tangaraka to explore this beautiful place. And I can't find much more details, but basically his body was found in the the Bushlands campground. And he was murdered. I don't know how, but he was found murdered. And a teenager has been charged with his death. Don't know what his name is because of New Zealand laws. But basically Humphreys left his home in Rotorua about eight o'clock on May the 6th. And he had a trailer with a bike and a tent in it. And then he arrived um, in another town at about 10 o'clock. Um, got petrol he was seen there and then like basically Mm -hmm. wasn't seen in between since and then his body was found so I'm glad they found who it was and he's been charged and I believe I'm not sure if this is correct that he his like SUV camper van was found and obviously he wasn't in it Um, and I kept finding articles about like before they found out who had killed him like please let us know if you've seen this this car anywhere this suv in case you can give us information i just thought how tragic and his family were over in the uk trying to help
1: mm, God. awful
2: awful so i didn't feel like i could just gloss over it so um just awful no, yeah. sending send love to all of his family his community his co-workers everybody who was affected by it awful um and that's when i stopped with the forgotten world highway because i was like i can just go in the rabbit hole and keep going down yeah i'm gonna look it up after this Yeah, it would be good to do a full episode on it, but um, I think I'd actually need to, like, depend on hearsay because there's not a lot on Google. Oh, right, okay. Okay, so next I am going to speak about a proper spooky haunted place in Auckland, which, as I said, is my new home. So, um, King's Seat Psychiatric Hospital um, is on the kind of south outskirts of Auckland um, super spooky I had actually heard of this hospital before so it must have been spooky mm. so um, basically I'm going to take you through the history and then a little bit about the hauntings so <clears throat> King Seat Psychiatric Hospital was built in 1929 in the Karaka region of South Auckland it's actually named King Seat Hospital after the King Seat Hospital in Aberdeenshire wow. Dr. Grey went on a wee overseas trip and was like, let's have sister hospitals. So named them both the same. Fabulous. Um, the construction actually began when 20 patients from a nearby mental institution came to the site with 12 wheelbarrows and 10 shovels and they built it, which is wild. Um, They had shrubs and flower gardens and beautiful trees grown in the grounds using surplus seeds from Sir George Grey's garden, which is on Kawa Island. So they tried to make it like a nice atmosphere for the people who were going to be living there. And the hospital was eventually opened in 1932. The hospital grew so much in the next few years that tens of patients turned into over 800 patients. And in 1939... Uh, a two-storey nurse's home was constructed on the grounds for the staff to live in and the senior medical officer at this point over the hospital was a Dr. Henry Bennett which as an interesting side note now has a wing named after him in Waikato Hospital in Hamilton, New Zealand. Wow. Um, Really randomly, 1964 shows that um, it is documented that nurses began to wear name tags. Mm -hmm random thing to be documented um, and then they went on strike in 1968 so that meant they completely depended on volunteers or unemployed people to assist them with the most basic domestic chores hospital. in hospital 1973 they built a therapy pool and then a few years later a big swimming pool trying to like you know create a healthy atmosphere for people lived there then between the 70s and 80s there was different annexes built onto the hospital specifically to manage um alcoholism in people and these were named Villa 4 and Villa 11 and you can still go and see them to this day and kind of following this the attitude began to shift and the hospital began to accept patients who sought psychiatric care on a voluntary basis and along with that kind of came the modernization of psychiatry uh, and care began to kind of take place from a more community-based approach or or people who needed longer term focus on rehabilitation um so basically they kind of lost the need for the hospital and it closed in 1999 any patients who needed further inpatient psychiatric care were transferred to a nearby unit in otara Uh, and after it closed they considered turning the grounds into a potential prison space um but Uh, around this time reports began to kind of trickle out that the patients who had lived there before were horrendously maltreated by the staff Mm. Uh, there's stories of two patients who went missing on the grounds there they literally just walked out one has never been found the other one uh, reportedly they found footsteps walking up to the water nearby and assumed accidental drowning however this missing boy's family his name is bruce mitchell have mentioned that every time they visit him, he was covered in bruises and had a new bruise every time.
1: Oh my God,
2: it's awful. And so they basically said, because it is quite like a modern history, it's not like the 1800s, they were still able to tell their stories. And they said every time they went to see him, he begged them not to leave him. He was terrified of being left in the building. So these began to kind of pepper the history of this place as actually being quite evil. Yeah. Um so I read this really interesting case about a lady called Alison um, and she speaks out, she's an advocate for patient rights and psychiatric rights now and good honour. Um so she was institutionalized as a child and she described being physically and mentally abused. She was injected as, with sedatives as punishment, received ECT several times against her will, was completely over medicated. She was put into seclusion for extended periods of time forced into straitjackets, denied proper medical care, and had her pets abused or killed in front of her as punishments. Holy shit, that's awful. I know. When she was 11, Alexon was sexually assaulted at night point by a fellow patient in King's Seat. Jesus. In this hospital, so it's horrendous. Um and when she was forced to be in seclusion, she wasn't allowed to go to the bathroom and was forced to go to the toilet on the floor. And on one occasion after she had to urinate on the floor staff then punished her for doing so and physically attacked her. And she said at times, like sometimes there was groups of us in seclusion together and we were all forced to go to the toilet on the floor until the morning. Awful. Um, Horrendous. And she said that this has happened throughout you know her experience of needing care um she spent 50 years at another hospital and then continued to be physically and sexually abused here and she had pet birds and they were given away without her permission and they were called bonnie and clyde and um yeah she was she she describes being placed with violent men who had dementia and her property being thrown away against her will or smashed up or even stolen by the staff and Alison and her patients have voiced a lot of complaints to hospital management, and a lot. I read I about a, a lot of patients who really tried to voice this at a local level, and and I think reading hers, I'm sure it was her. She has said, "I actually ended up writing to the Queen because nobody was listening." God, and she just went up and up and up the ladder. Um, and she was left. She said, "I was left with life threatening injuries when I was beat up. It's awful." So. Anyway, she's now known for being a, a vocal advocate for patients, particularly in King's Hospital and other ones, to stand up for herself and other patients. And so she should. That's awful. You're in a place of need. So I can understand why there's so much bad injury there, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> um. Also, tragic side of it is that reportedly the death of staff exceeded the number of patients that died more staff died than patients and most of this was because of staff suicide oh god um, and since it's closed so many death cases have been reopened amid these claims of severe abuse and neglect and i mean there's no smoke that fire yeah like, there's not this many people explaining what's happened to them so they consider to convert in the building into homes However, the, the locals and otherwise kind of felt like it represented a really tragic part of New Zealand's history and it shouldn't be highlighted or converted into homes, although apparently there's some speak of it happening now again. Oh God. This place has been called the most haunted place not only in New Zealand but the complete southern hemisphere. And nowadays it's called Spickers, which is a haunted house attraction, which a Lauren lot in. Yeah. this is right like a our street. So on the 6th, year six month and six day anniversary of opening so six 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 uh-huh. they hosted a zombie attack race oh and it's my called god run for your freaking life and you just <laughs> run and they chase you
1: i would be so amazing
2: that same <laughs> so and that. if you visit um if you visit kingsley today you can still see old scratch marks that were up the wall when people lived there oh there's god. over 100 documentary ghost sightings so i can't even imagine how many there actually actually is um so i'm going to speak a little bit about the ghosts but again this is a case that like not a huge amount is online about it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i did the research that you know i could and hope you all like it so that the lot. most famous the most often seen apparition is called the gray nurse or the gray lady um so she is a nurse who reportedly committed suicide in hospital grounds, and she's often seen in the old nurses' quarters. And this area is known particularly for object manipulation. So people will say the taps turn themselves on constantly, people flush toilets, furniture moves itself.
0: And
2: there's also g- reports of poltergeist activity, and people hear a uh, tapping on the windows, just a oh God. So there's a haunted New Zealand research team and a, a person called Wallbank, uh, with the surname Wallbank, researched this place. And he said that the, the investigating team experienced, quote, a lot of activity in the building and had a full conversation with something or someone that was still there. Using an EMF recorder, he said how they were able to spell out the full name of a former nurse when they ran through the alphabet and the meter spiked to each letter to spell her name oh, shit. they contacted the ghost and she said to be Alexis Jackson and claimed she was still looking after the patients oh, man. she committed suicide at age 27 <gasps> and awful! they wouldn't be able to like to confirm or deny whether there was a nurse by the name of Alexis Jackson Um, but there's loads of reports of nurses there who are said to look after the patients who are still left behind um, they also managed to confirm the number and genders of all investigators in the room using the EMF detector, just to kind of calibrate, check that that was accurate what was being said. Mm-hmm. Um. So the grey lady or grey nurse is so called because she can be seen walking around the corners, kind of luring in the shadows, and this quite shadow figure like appearance. So she's grey, which is where the name comes from. Um. And I actually watched a program about this. So Did you ever watch Ghost Hunt? It was based Absolutely. in New Zealand. I
1: ghost hunt. You say? Yeah. Yes, I think I might have.
2: It was really good. I think it was incredibly underrated. Um, they used to go and like by themselves with just cameras, and I remember this episode. And when they investigated this hospital, an unplugged gen- dentist chair turned itself on, and they what? got it on camera. And there's a YouTube. I can pop it in the show notes. Wild. I am one
1: hundred percent gonna watch um,
2: that now. So good. So good. I think there was only like something like three series, but I wish I had taken off. It was really good.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, and there's a guy on YouTube as well who explores like abandoned or spooky places called the Forsaken Explorer Envy. and he investigated um this building and he has like an hour long video. I didn't watch it all because it's getting dark, but um he was walking around downstairs and kind of walked into the like lounge where they would eat dinner, and he captured a, a spirit voice saying chicken and then rice <laughs> so obviously he was like I'm getting offered a nice dinner here mm, that's actually making me um, hungry now <laughs> I don't know, I'm hungry Even um, <laughs> so that's where I'm gonna actually call the episode a day because um it's getting dark and there's so much to cover that I've got so much more to say but that's just a little um look into spooky New Zealand amazing
1: thank you so well, thanks for doing all that bloody research, by the way. You put my bloody Glam's castle to shame oh, last Hardly, week. gal. Hardly.
2: Although, loved Glam's.
1: Although I did have to cut it back because you were tired. So Oh my
2: god, you're calling um, me out.
1: <laughs> no, actually, I no, I think it was equally well researched, so I'm gonna give you a fantastic Sorry, I I must tell everyone I have been up since three thirty this morning because I couldn't sleep because my life's pure rubbish now that you're in New Zealand. <laughs> so um, I'm very tired this morning. That however, was like however, me was when you were recording episodes
2: episode. <laughs> when you were recording last week. I was <laughs> so sleep deprived. I was like, yay! So. So we
1: we need to like we need to like find the half medium, but but no, that's super interesting. And I have to say, as you were talking there, I was googling stuff to do with New Zealand and um. I actually, I'm so shameful. I was like, I know loads about New Zealand. I was like, I was like, oh my god, because I used to love like the Concords and all that, and like that tacky whatever his name is, guy that's the director of that, and um, does
2: he's like dating Riora Ora now or whatever. Oh, didn't know um, that. Which is probably there's another case in New Zealand that I really want to look into, and you, there's I think there's maybe been a ghost adventures case on it. It's the Waitomo Caves Hotel. Have you heard of them?
1: I recognise the
2: name. It's Um, well known because it's so haunted, but basically there's these caves in New Zealand that you can visit, which I'm 100% going to do. And they have all these these glow worms, and you get to go in the cave and see them all. Oh, my God. But there's a hotel nearby that's super haunted, and uh, Guillermo del Toro stayed there, Mm -hmm. and he actually heard what sounds like residual energy, of someone being murdered, and he heard someone being murdered in his room, and he ended up putting it into a film because he was inspired by the noises that he heard. And he said that's the second ghost I've ever experienced in my life, and it haunted me. Right. So I'm gonna have to do an episode on that.
1: 100. percent By
2: the way, that sounds really interesting.
1: I'm gonna. I'm gonna i'm gonna watch bloody ghost on after this Amazing. i'll
2: tell you let me um, know how it is inspired there's like girl all in mm. it called Caroline or Carolyn. Mm-hmm. i can't remember which one but she's so nice mm, nice ghost hunters um,
1: but no that was fantastic thanks for all the research and it's actually very insightful learning about new
2: zealand it's been really good love new zealand um And hope you guys enjoyed it. I'm gonna, I'll put photos on our Instagram to correlate with the episode, so they can see photos of like King's Sea Hospital because it's really spooky. Fab.
0: Yeah, thank you very much much for listening, guys. And on that note,
2: give us a follow on Instagram if you don't already. At is this place haunted podcast? Yes, please, peeps. And yeah, see you again next
1: week.
0: Thanks for listening, guys.